Welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rants, unofficial podcast for the FX series, The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans, Season 4, Episode 12, A Roy Rogers in Franconia. The air date was June 1st, and we know it had that title because... Um, because that's where the girl was recruited to change out the tape in the mail robot. And... We're a little bit late getting this out. We appreciate everybody's patience. We're on vacation in Florida, and we actually left Wednesday, the day this aired, and got down here to the condo, and it had no Internet. And it was supposed to have Internet, but the Internet was out, and it was out for a few days. So uh, not only could we not podcast it, we couldn't even watch it. I don't think they want to hear about the labor pains. I think they just want us to show them. Well, I I want... Anybody who listens to know that, first of all, I know we the the sound's not as good. We're really kind of uh, set up with a situation here that's not totally ideal, but we still want to do it because we're really excited about the show and also wanted to let everybody know, you know, we told them that we try to get it out on time, and I hate not being able to do that, but in this situation, they're just wasn't anything we could do about it. So we just were forced, literally forced, to spend the time on the beach instead of watching TV. It's on time. It's just on vacation time. Oh, vacation time. Like island time, right? Uh, kind of. Peninsula time. Yeah. Okay. So did you have any overall impressions about mm, this episode? Um, distrust for authority. Okay. Any... Examples? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, Oleg didn't trust his scientists with the dangerous technology that they were getting from their spies in the U.S. And uh, William also didn't trust the center with, with the technology either. It just felt like, to me, like everybody was just kind of gutting through everything. You know, yeah. like stuff was coming up and people were just having to suck it up and get through it again and again and again. And this episode we saw with Paige, we saw with William, we saw it even with Gabriel, even in touch with Gabriel. Gabriel had one of these, you know, kind of just gut up moments, it seemed like. Yeah. And um, that was kind of my overall thought about it. But are you ready to just dive into it now? Sure. Okay, we start off with Philip and Henry at home and they're playing video games. And it's kind of funny because Henry's showing Philip how to do it. And Elizabeth and Paige walk in. That's just from that encounter that they had the week before. You see Philip trying to steer the thing on the screen with the controller no, like I in the air it. with his hands. Oh, was he? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Hey, Philip, in this episode, did you notice all of his facial expressions and stuff? Man, he was great in this episode. He constantly had these facial expressions that said so much. I was thinking about that with others, too. In this Oleg, episode? Yeah, mm-hmm. Oleg. Uh, Elizabeth, with her interactions with Paige. With Paige, yeah. I just don't trust Elizabeth's facial expressions. I feel like it's almost a show. William, with his facial expressions, with Philip sitting on the bench, and also later... When he's meeting with Gabriel. Absolutely. That's a great point. I, I didn't realize that until just now. And then I was thinking also in one scene with Adderholt, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember thinking, man, these people are just great actors. Even in these smaller parts, these smaller roles, everybody is really performing well. You don't get the sense that that they're, they're not doing a good job. No, it's... Um... Everybody is like on their game all the time in this series, don't you think? I do think, and that's a good point. Also, I think that there it's like there almost is no small role. Does that make sense? It's like every role in this has such importance that you you could not you could not have this without almost every every person in this. Did you notice they gave Pastor Tim the week off? Well, Pastor Tim's worked really hard the last few weeks, particularly after he went through everything he went through and, you know. Ran out of gas? Yeah, that was rough. I still don't buy that. By I the do. Way. I, I know. I'm out of gas, 100%. Really? Yep. Okay. I don't. 
But Elizabeth starts telling them that they almost got mugged. Paige walks away. I mean, this just happened. and um, She wants to call the police. That's funny. Well, of course, she doesn't know. I mean, that that is what she would think. And she's completely shocked and stunned, and she just doesn't know what to make of the whole thing. Now, Philip gets up and goes after them because Paige walks off and then Elizabeth walks off. And Henry's just left there. And we see this twice in this episode about about Henry and and about his reaction to some of the situations that's going on around him. Do you think that they're like grooming Henry for something? And I'm by by they I mean the writers or whatever. Because remember in the episode just a few episodes back where Paige asked her parents when they were going to tell Henry, and they said that's up to Henry. Right. And now we're seeing Henry with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, he was, he was, Philip had said to him, they almost got mugged, but they're okay, and they didn't, and Henry's like, okay, but he didn't, it's like he didn't buy this, and they got up and left Henry playing the video game right here, and it was like, they really kind of focused on Henry for a little bit after that, like. I, I didn't get that, but if they're going to. They better hurry up because the Berlin Wall is coming down in 89. Well, that's a but that's what? Six years. Right. That's a long time. Henry will be growing out of the house by then. How old is Henry now? 13. So he'll be 19. Well, Paige was 15 when they got her going. Right. I just think that they might be showing us that they're going to. Something's going on with Henry, I think, in this. I think they're. Puberty. No. no, I think something's going on with Henry that he's either going to become mistrustful or something's going to happen, it feels like to me. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just getting... Okay. I didn't get anything at all from Henry's interaction. Henry did ask Philip when he came back from commercial what happened. Philip uh, goes out and out of the scene. Remember, he goes in to be with Paige and Elizabeth. Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying, but he left Henry there, and then he left Henry again, and Henry was mistrustful, it seemed. He was something. He was concerned. He was mistrustful. There was something going on with Henry in this interaction that he had with his parents. Okay. Why? He's never voiced his um, mistrust. No, but his facial, he, it, it, sh- it showed you, to me on his face. You may be right. You may have paid better attention. I, I didn't get anything from Henry at all. Like I rarely do, except in his interactions with Stan, um, at all this yeah. episode, nothing. I definitely feel like there's something going on, going on there that's going to end up. I mean, I don't know when, and it may not come to fruition even this season, but because it would have to pretty quick. But I really feel like something's going, something's going on with Henry. But Paige is asking Elizabeth if she had to do that. What did you think about that interaction? I mean, she's just asking the natural questions because remember before, in previous episodes, Paige has asked if it's dangerous and then, oh, no, no. And, you know, have you ever had to do anything bad? We don't do anything bad to anybody. They've said that. And, uh, you know, Paige is asking, I think, pretty normal, valid questions under the circumstances, especially the question, the main question. How did you know how to do that, Mom? I mean, that's a... That was a great question. That's the best question. How did how in the world does my 135-pound mother, you know, take out a, Two an attacker? Two men with a knife. Yeah. 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 I thought that was a... And <laughs> she wants to know, is, are you the only badass in the house, or does Dad know how to do this stuff, too? And And, of course, Elizabeth... Do you think she's playing it off just a little bit here because she's looked a little, uh, I mean, we've seen her do a lot worse than this and be okay. I mean, you know, really steady. But she's trying, she's pretending to be upset here for the sake of Paige. No, I, no, I don't. But because I Paige thought was about there. that. Right. Yeah. I think it was like a dual meaning. I think. Because, first of all, this was not anybody that Elizabeth had any reason, like as far as 
this kill did not further her cause, even in her mind, right? This this was a purely self-defense. Yeah, this kind was of a, a, Which yeah. is probably different than anything Elizabeth's ever done before. I can't remember anything that she's ever done that was just... Anything they've shown us, uh, she told Paige... It was so fast. I was so scared. It all happened so yeah, fast. Yeah, I didn't buy that for a second. That's the thing. And then and then Paige comes back with, you didn't seem upset. You killed him, Mom. Mm-hmm. You didn't even seem upset about it. And Elizabeth continues to play it down. And, of course, like you said, she said, have you done it before? How many times? And were you scared? And Elizabeth answers her. Yeah. Yeah, she said how many times, and Elizabeth didn't know. I know. Do you think Elizabeth doesn't know? Because that's a big deal thing to say to somebody. If something's happened, and I say, well, it's a horrible thing, and I say how many times has it happened, and you don't even know, it's it's so commonplace to you that you haven't even kept count of it. That's a great point, and that's probably what's going through Paige's mind about right now. Well, and also, we didn't even point out that Philip, when he brought her the glass of water, he's out of the picture now. He said he had to go to work. And she's like, right now, as soon as I come home after I've seen Ninja Mom kill somebody, you have to leave and go to work? Gotta go. And he had to go right then. So, you know, this is kind of one of the situations where it's talking about, you know, Paige is just, I mean, she just... First of all, Philip didn't want to leave. You know he didn't, but he just had to gut it up and go do it. And Paige is having to deal with this in that situation. I don't know. It was pretty bad. Well, then we go to where Adderholt is talking to the computer repair owner about his mother dying. It was the mail robot, wasn't it? Yeah, the computer, the mail robot repair space yeah, it's, owners. It's like a business machine repair facility. Sure. Yeah, and she's talking to the supervisor who is the owner, the son of the, the mother who Elizabeth um, overdosed on her heart pills. Right. She's asking, he's asking him about his mom, his mom. And, and of course, the supervisor sees no, nothing, you know, amiss here. You know, mom had a bad heart. Been she sick was for 87. A long time, she came in here at night. Mm-hmm. And we found her dead. And, you know, she had a, she had a heart attack. And uh, Adderholt just says, okie dokie, artichokey, and leaves. Yeah, what? wonder what that was all about, just to see if he were suspicious of it. I wonder if that's ever going to... Yeah, like you say, you say that every scene is placed and has some sort of meaning. For me, this scene was a little useless except to show that Adderholt was following up loose ends, and they had some suspicions about the uh, male robot. Yeah, I don't think any of it is useless. I think every bit of it tells us something. Why would they put something in there that had no meaning? This is the penultimate episode. This is second to the last. This is a big deal episode. Yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. I think, and, and I and I agree with. It. I just can't see it. Yeah, I, I I don't understand it either, unless. We're going to go back and maybe exhume her body later and find out that she had too much cardiac medication. I don't know. That would then prove, but we kind of know already. I mean, what's the point, right? We know that it was infiltrated there, right? He's suspicious. Adderholt is suspicious. So even if they did dig her up and find out she had OD'd, that's not going to help uh, tell them anything. No, I don't guess so, unless there's... Well, even then, I started to say unless there's some type of uh, video in the place or something, I don't know. So here comes Philip in his Reagan wig and his Bush birth control glasses to meet William. Yep. And what what was that? He says four nine two six three. What was that? That was the code that they were trying to get to William. That's the, oh, the code for yeah, the to the get code. in. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't even get that. Yeah, that's the like, code. What was that that's all that's about? the code that they were working on. That they put all that time and energy in. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah, did all that that big ruse with Don and 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 the family showing up. Sure, the whole thing. the burial expenses and and they left and brought the computer lady in and and they went through his office and discovered the code. So they found the code. They found the code and he was giving it to William. So I guess they found it on those computer discs that. They found it in the computer something found. that they had. And okay. then, of course, William sits there talking about the disease. And uh, 
It's given those details, those, those graphic, gory details about what this particular disease does and how nasty it is. And, and he's uh, trying to influence Philip uh, to understand what he's about to tell him. And he said, I can't do this one, Philip. Well, it's a big deal. You know, he's saying it liquefies your insides and then you expel it, is what he says. And then he goes on to say the level four one that they want him to get is even more lovely than that. Yeah. So, I mean, he he paints this really nasty picture, like really graphic, nasty picture. And then he says, but what you're asking for is even worse. Exactly. So that's pretty bad. And he's, he's really having some kind of, uh, he doesn't want to be the person that's responsible for unleashing a plague on modern society. That's what I get. What'd you get out no, of No, William's sitting there having a real uh, crisis of conscience right there. He's been, he's been struggling with this. He told Philip a couple of episodes ago, I don't even want it. I don't even want the, I don't even want the access. Right. I don't want to get up there because there's some bad stuff up there, and I don't want it. Right. Well, Philip asked what he should tell Gabriel. The truth. He said, are you sure? And William says, yeah. Okay, what was that all about? Was was Philip, do you think he was willing to contrive something with William, William to yeah, tell Gabriel? Do you think, think he would have came up with some story and well, passed you know, it off or something? Well, you know Philip. Philip is all about taking matters into his own hands. So I absolutely believe that he would collude with William on this and say, and come up with something together and go to Gabriel and try to sell some story. But instead of doing that, William just said, hey, look, I'm done, man. I'm not doing it. And tell him the truth. Got up and left. Well, then we see Tatiana meeting Oleg in the hallway, and she tells him she's been offered a position as a residentura. Am I saying that right? Yeah, she's going to be the resident at the... Uh, in Nairobi. The Russian, in Nairobi. I don't know. In Nairobi, I, yeah, Kenya. Yeah. I've been to Kenya. I told you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in Mombasa. Did you say you told me, didn't you? Yeah. We've been married for 30 years. You don't think you told me? Well, I mean, it was 30, oh, it was about 33 years ago I was over there. So you don't think I've heard all of your Navy stories yet? Did I tell you the one about my girlfriend in Mombasa? What's her name, Martha? No. I don't know then. But she may be able to choose her own deputy. She wants Oleg to go with her. Oleg says he, he'll think about it. And he congratulates her on the work she's done. And this is where she says, as long as she doesn't kill half the people on the eastern seaboard in the next week. I know. I know. Well, they're all having a like a party here before they actually get their hands on it. All they know is now they've got access to it and right. all. And they know that William has delivered everything they've sent him after. Sure. And now he's got the code, and all he's got to do in their minds is walk in there and get it and deliver it, and they're going to have it. So they've already promoted Tatiana, and they're already throwing a little party, a little, uh, you know, look what we've done party. Well, I think it's a little premature, don't you? Well, it's very premature because we see what Oleg oh, does with I that information. Know. I, I know. Well, not just that. And it works. Because later on, I mean, we'll talk about what happens and then what, ha- what happens on the upcoming, on the scenes for the upcoming episode. Right. Yeah, I mean, but uh, Oleg takes that information to heart, I think. What do you think about Tatiana wanting to take Oleg? I wasn't surprised. I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I guess she must really like him. You know, otherwise she'd want to move along. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and oh, I mean, Oleg likes America. But he likes Tatiana. I mean, he's happier looking than he ever looked to me with Nina. He's got a little skip in his step, and he's smiling and all the time. He's always smiling at her, and he's gotten all emotional with Stan. And, yeah, he's just, he's yeah just, but he's ruining her chances to leave by what he's doing with Stan. Yeah. I mean, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. He is taking this information that he shouldn't even have. And he's, I don't know what he's doing, because Tatiana, she's the only one over here that's supposed to have this, I mean, this information about where, she, you know, she's, she is being promoted because of everything that's going down. And he if she is, figures this out, this may spell trouble for Oleg. Well, then Philip comes in, and Elizabeth's sitting there, obviously straight. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Philip just doesn't just come in. Philip 
is driving that badass white Camaro. Okay. And that is just such a... I remember those cars. This is like an 82 or an 83 Camaro. Brand, he bought it brand new. And this thing is in mint condition. Wherever they got this thing, whoever's letting them drive it, I bet they don't let them go 20 feet in it every time they go. This, this is a just a, a really, really, really nice early 80s Camaro. Nanny okay. comes in. Okay. And Elizabeth's saying that she keeps playing the scene over and over in her head. And Philip's just happy that she got Paige out of there safely from what he's saying. And they talk about Paige not going to school tomorrow. And then Elizabeth talks to him about what Paige was telling her right before that happened. Yeah, she's talking about Matt. She's talking about how Paige is working Matthew now. Yeah. And and how Matthew, uh, Stan told Matthew about Martha, and Matthew told Paige about Martha. About meeting with Martha's father. Well, he what told him about the secretary, the secretary that was was spying. Remember? Yeah, but that was on back. This right. particular one that he was talking about, I think, was about meeting. Right, and then Elizabeth is Martha's a little uh, a little taken aback and and tells Philip that you know Paige was reporting to me. Right. And she's 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 sharing intelligence with me. That's ex- and that's exactly just what Paige naturally, is doing. just mm-hmm. a, as a natural course of uh, course of her day, which is you know really uh, it's what the centers always wanted. And it dawned on her, what we were talking about a while ago, that Paige was working, whether she knew she was working or not. It was like, right. Elizabeth got it. And then we go to that little scene where Adderholt's watching that guy with gloves going through Mel Robot's guts with a flashlight, where he finds the bug. Yep, they find it, the little recording device, and then Adderholt writes him a little message, put it back, and he does, and they're going to... Now the stage is set, the trap's yep. set, and they're going to try to catch whoever it is that's changing it out. Yeah, well, they're going to definitely try to use this in some way. So Stan says they ought to just tear the whole building down. He's having a conversation with oh, Adderholt. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a little more graphic than that. And Adderholt saying, and they'll fire everybody in it, including us. And uh, then Wolf is very... Uh, negative, where he's saying it'll end up being someone from the Soviet embassy who has diplomatic immunity and they can't do anything to him anyway. And Adderholt says, well, we could just shoot him. Right. So that that scene, uh, what do you think that was there for? Just to show their... Their frustration. Their frustration. Yeah. Because no matter what happens... There's no, there's no win for them that they can see at this point. Wouldn't they... The way they have Martha built up in their mind. We've said before, they talk like Martha is some type of ninja spy, you know, doing everything, right? They don't know that Martha was very, very limited in the things she did. Martha was gently developed, and by the time she got that far down the road, she didn't even realize what had been... What had been. Right. Wouldn't they wonder if Martha hadn't put the bug in male robot I mean would it take that's a that's a really good point I didn't think about that all that you would think that they would think that Martha put it in there but but they you'd also think that there's some contingency plan for changing it out and getting the information off of there if Martha's going to leave that's a very good point yeah yeah I didn't think about that but yeah since Martha's been gone if something's something's still in there but if Martha had been the one changing it out, then it would have just been sitting there at this point, right? So they could have sat and watched Mel Robot for weeks on end, and nobody would have ever come done anything. Yeah, but they got to give it a shot. Absolutely. Well, Elizabeth brings Paige some hot chocolate this is the next morning and asks her if she slept at all, and she didn't. And this is where they get in that conversation where Paige just realized it's dangerous what they do. And Elizabeth admits that it is, and she didn't tell her because she didn't want her to worry. You know, and we keep going back to this, do you trust me? Um, you know, are, are you going to let me in on stuff? We're seeing this back and forth with Paige. Yeah, and Paige uh, says here that you never give me the whole truth. Right. You yeah. told me it wasn't dangerous, and then I watch you kill a guy with his own knife, and you just never give me the whole truth. And she asked her another question. She says he did it for her country. And she just wanted to serve her country. She just wanted to serve her country. And Paige says, see, there you go. I ask you something, and 
you dodge it and tell me something about for the greater good. So Elizabeth says that she was from a place called Smolensk. And what did you find out about Smolensk? Uh, it's one of the oldest cities in Russia, and it's also uh, been a uh, hadn't fared very well during the uh, when any invaders have come through. When Napoleon came through, he destroyed the town. When Hitler came through, he destroyed the town. Those people have a long history of having their town totally destroyed, and they just kept coming back. But it's this the city itself. The earliest mention of it in the uh, in the history books was like in A.D. 890 or something ridiculous like that. It's been a, yeah, it's an old, old, old city. Wow. But it hasn't fared well. It's, I think it's south, southwest of uh, Moscow, a couple hundred miles, maybe a little over 200 miles hmm. southwest of Moscow. And it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really, really old city, and, and apparently some really tough people live there. And, of course, we, we see... What kind of people they've produced over the years with Elizabeth, you know, ninja mom, kill you with your, you know, with your butter knife. knife. Yeah. yeah. You found out more interesting stuff than I did. I found out that today the weather was 45 degrees with 80% humidity and um, that the hotels there have an average of three stars and they're like 40 bucks a night. Oh, wow. So, might be a interesting place to see a lot of beautiful still standing it looks like from google images and stuff architecture and stuff hmm. like that there it'd have to be with a city that old yeah but i mean destroyed and destroyed and destroyed you know well the whole city i'm sure they didn't you know knock every building down yeah but it was uh there's some really beautiful stuff i would imagine napoleon went through there right i didn't i didn't realize that Elizabeth says she was two when World War II ended. But so that there, tells us how old she is. Right. She's 39. Well, okay. And um, everything was destroyed, and people did without food, and they were freezing and fighting, but they all worked together, and she wanted to fight back. And Paige had asked her about dangerous. You know, did you know it was dangerous? She goes, dangerous doesn't matter. Dangerous didn't matter. Right. And that would sound like something somebody from a city like that with its history, would say. Sure. Sure. I wish I could take you there. I believe that part. I do too, but I'm not so sure Paige would want to necessarily I don't know. Did you see Paige? There's another situation of the face. Did you see Paige's face when she said that? Mm -mm. Her face went from that, you know, Paige is doing this thing, this whole episode where where she just has this, like, scowl, uh, terrified kind of look on her face. And in this situation, her face brightens up and lightens up. So let's go to Schmolensk, Mom. No, I think she shared the moment with her mother that kind of lightened the mood and changed Paige from feeling that overwhelming feeling that she had. Well, then Tatiana walks into Oleg's office, and he's looking at something about the Challenger. Yes, he's uh, looking over the uh, some kind of schematics or some kind of plans or... Uh, something about the space shuttle, the new one. It was the new space shuttle at the time. Right. Remember, this is uh, we're still in 1983, I think, late 83. Or maybe early 84, right in that area. Yeah. Could be, could be, when you were a senior in high school. And um, they're, so anyway, they're talking about the Challenger, which is, of course, the shuttle that blew up on January 28, 1986. Do you remember where you were on January 28, 1986? Of course. Where were you? Tell, tell the group. Orlando. And what did you look out in the sky and see? Well, we could see it from the sky. We happened to be down there because you were in a Navy, at a Navy training function. I was in the Navy at recruiter school learning how to be a recruiter. And everybody was outside watching the launch because you could see it's clear day. You could see it from Orlando real clear. And we were inside watching on television, and when it blew up, we went outside, and I remember those rockets, those those booster rockets just kind of flying around like loose bottle rockets, and the big explosion and all the stuff falling out of the out of the big explosion. It was just a a it was just a traumatic day. It, it was really a was. Really, really. We were down there with Randy and Tracy Walsdorf. Yep, we were. We were. Lots of other people, but 
the the contrast of that brilliant blue sky is what stuck out to me about that because the sky was so happy it was that kind of blue that's just it's just so it's, beautiful blue so you could see forever and I think Christy McAuliffe the first teacher in space was mm-hmm. also on that mission and it was just a it was really a heartbreaker it really was and then seeing that go up it was just like so out of place in that that tragedy in in front of that backdrop he doesn't want food and he's being kind of i don't know does he seem like a little standoffish to you at first he did but he's considering the uh the african post that she got and going with her he's thinking about it nairobi is intriguing she says no rush right and then we see the two guys who are watching the surveillance video of Mel Robot when they see somebody get in the machine. A couple of G-men sitting there watching the, watching the closed-circuit TV, waiting for somebody to walk up and change the tape on Mel Robot, drinking that you know, watery coffee that they, they're sitting there on surveillance. You know, standard, standard FBI surveillance, but only this time it's in the FBI offices. It's kind of funny because Matthew talks about all the patients that the Stan waiting. had to develop right in the yeah. waiting and everything. And then we'd just seen that kind of, kind of here. Um, but they catch her, and she's a woman that met a man at a Roy Rogers in Franconia who she thought had mob ties. That, That's what she was told. Right, that was worried the FBI was going to uh, do something about a, what was it, a gambling sting or something like that? Yeah, yeah he claims it. Uh, right. He's in the mob, and he's worried that they're on their gambling operations. We need this information, and, and she's, uh, you know, giving them. Well, he pays her five hundred dollars a week to change the recorder, and nineteen eighty three. That's no small sum of money. Well, sure, and you know they're saying, will she still make the drop? And she will. And the director is talking to the State Department, and they think they'll they'll be able to spread the pain a little higher than what they had thought to begin with, so they're happy about that. So Wolf says maybe all this is not just for nothing. Right. So then we go to Gabriel to phone booth with Philip looking on. Now Philip's face in this, this was another one of those situations where his face, I mean, just heart on his sleeve look while Gabriel calls Martha's parents. Right. And tells them that she's okay, she's being cared for, uh, the people that she's with are really taking good care of her. And we'll be in touch again if we can. Yeah, and of course, you That's know, they're, it. they're trying to hold on, he hangs up. Oleg calls his mother. Oleg gets on the phone, he makes his own phone call, talking about his brother. So, wonder what that was all about, the phone call with Oleg and his mother. I think... At this point here, Oleg is struggling with the information that he's about to turn over. And he's struggling with whether or not he wants to turn it over. And he just wants to take a break and talk to his mama. I think you're right. I think he is struggling with it. And I think that he's thinking about his brother's death, obviously. And he's thinking about the effect that it's had on his family and his mother. And he's thinking about... Tatiana saying that the whole half of the eastern seaboard could be taken down with what she's doing. And remember all those young Russian soldiers that are being killed now in Afghanistan. They're, they lost a lot of people. They call Russia, in Russia they, they refer to their experience in Afghanistan as their Vietnam, which means their uh, war they shouldn't have been involved with that they gave up so many lives. And I think Oleg may be looking into the future here a little bit and realizing uh, before it became a popular idea to realize, hey, this thing, we're getting nothing out of Afghanistan and we're losing all this treasure, all these young lives. And I think that coupled with what he knows about this, what's going on with this bioweapons spy shenanigans has really got him concerned, coupled with... His distrust for senior, because remember, he's excuse me, he's a little closer to the senior leadership via via his dad. Sure. And he's he knows that some of these people are not probably the best people. Coupled with, he now has that feeling that Stan gave him last time of I don't want you on my conscience. So Oleg maybe doesn't want Stan on his conscience. 
Yeah, that, that's yes. I think that all goes together. I do too. I think it's all making up what justification in Oleg's mind for what he's about to do. Yeah, and I mean, I was surprised about that, weren't you? Very surprised. And I mean, he didn't was, even give him a ton of information, but he gave him plenty for them to work out what they needed to know. Well, they, then they worked it out. I Weekly. Was, I was really so. This is kind of out of character, out of character for Oleg. His concern for the greater good. They keep talking about. I guess, the but he's good. not even supposed to know this. No, but he does know it, and it scares him. But the only way he knows it is through her. What does he tell Stan? He even tells Stan the truth. Hey, we got the best scientist in the world. Yeah, that was. You know, I went to the Russian version of. MIT, we got the best scientists, but man, we don't have a lot of money, and that's a bad combination. I thought that was a really good point he made right there. It it's was very of, well thought out. It's a lot of clarity from a from a guy who's getting off mission here, obviously, in order to do something for the greater good, but he has to collude with his sworn enemy to do it. That's really, really, uh, this is a big step. I would think, and I would think it'd be a really hard move for Oleg to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, then we go to Elizabeth watching a soap opera with Paige. And she doesn't get it at no, all. No, she doesn't get any of it. And Paige says it's logic. It's not logical, it's emotional. Right. And that kind of explains an awful lot about Elizabeth. It says a lot about Elizabeth there in just one sentence. Yeah, that was perfect. Henry and Matthew come in, and they're going to hook up the computer to the TV, which is a new thing and a big deal to be it's able a, to do that. Yeah, it's a big deal, and Matthew's over there with a the screwdriver showing off. And Matthew asked Paige to help, and she agreed. Paige, you want to help? And Elizabeth, you what she's getting out of the refrigerator? No, I didn't pay attention. Peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter was in the refrigerator? I uh, noticed her making peanut butter I don't know if it was in the refrigerator, later. but she had a jar of yeah. peanut butter in her with a jar of jelly that I'm, I'm sure she got out of the refrigerator. Maybe it was just the jelly. So back in the FBI office, Stan and Adderholder, they're saying something about being there all night. And then Stan is looking through his notes and abruptly takes off. Right. So he must have gotten some kind of flash flag from... But what are they talking about? They were talking about the pickup, the pickup, the the lady dropping off the, the tape. Was that what they were talking about? Uh, well, you know, the drop, because they're going to, they're going to go... They got, they got the lady, and she's going to go do the drop for them okay. where she normally drops it. So I think that's what they're talking about. Okay. She's going to deliver it in the same manner she's been delivering it Okay. so that they can catch I just whoever she's delivering sure. it to. Sure. I just wasn't sure if they were talking about that. I mean, I thought, kind of thought they were, but I just wasn't sure. It was kind of obscure to me. And then you're right. Elizabeth's making peanut butter sandwiches, and Henry's looking for the antenna box. And so he goes out in the garage looking for that, and Paige and Matthew are talking and Paige thanks Matthew for making Henry feel like a big shot basically for what he's doing how he's spending his time with him and everything and then she brings up Stan where her mom can overhear yeah and she starts asking the question yeah and Elizabeth's sitting there taking it all in yeah and probably admiring Paige a little bit or and a little shocked by Paige yep and then uh, they're listening to what Henry's telling them, you know, is overhears the conversation about staying chasing spies and how, well, you know, Matthew's Ma- Yeah, him Matthew's him. not really interested. You know, he's not too overly concerned with his dad's, uh, with his dad's safety. Uh, and he, uh, he even goes so far as to say it's a lot about waiting and, uh, and patience. Right. Right. Well, Paige, you know, ask if he, if he ever worries about the dangerousness, which I kind of took as a little dig toward Elizabeth, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just a way to get get Matthew to talk. Well, it couldn't have been a dig at Elizabeth, not a not a knowing dig, because I mean, Matthew doesn't know they're spies, so he's got he can't dig at them, you know. No, Paige digging at Elizabeth. Saying, do you ever worry about your your parents' job? Do you ever worry about his him being in danger? Meaning, because I have to. Oh, I see My what parents you're are. Well, yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. That's just how I took it. But then we go to Oleg talking uh, about where he went to school and how it's like our MIT, like you said, and that. Yeah, I even made note of that that they don't have the money, but they have the best scientists in the world. And what a bad combination those two things are. And the things they're doing are too dangerous, and 
Oleg can't tell Arkady to stop. No, he didn't say Arkady and drop off. Oh, oh. The the Soviet premier. Oh, okay. Yeah, he can't okay, call. I'm he can't call the premier okay. and say stop. Right. And he says, if your people know that treaties are being broken, they may be able to stop this if you bring it to the right people. And this is where Stan promises him that he'll take it to the right people, right? Right. I mean, he's real serious about that. And Oleg says, I'm giving you one thing, and after this we're done. Man, what Oleg's doing, though, how traitorous is what he's doing. I mean, this is like... Well, they'd execute him for doing for less. Well, Oleg's... um, Ask Stan what he knows about biological weapons. Not much. And he says nothing. And they, he says um, they have someone at one of the places that they send the work out. Yeah, an outsourcing uh, one of the one of the outsourcing laboratories they're using, and uh, that's all he knows. He says that's it. That's it. That's all I know. And they get right on it. And yeah, and I, you know, I mean, I I made a note here because I was just so shocked that he just told on William. Now, he's never met William, and he didn't know anything about anything. But he just told him. Oh, I was going to ask you something else earlier, too. Who do you think they, the lady meets with at the Roy Rogers in Franconia? That's a good question. I don't know. Do you think it's Philip? Um, could be. Because we haven't met anybody else. We, we don't know. I don't know. I just wondered if what you thought about that. Okay, so then Stan walks into Wolf's office and tells him about Oleg and what he told him, and he thinks it's big. They call Adderholt in, and they say to pull everyone off the drop side except one guy with a video camera. Yep, they got something else to do. That's pretty big to pull everybody off that, because what they're talking about is somebody who placed a bug in their office. Of course, they're not knowing how big it is. You know, they're thinking it's going to be somebody with immunity or something, but... Yeah. But yeah. like... But but we don't know. We don't know who the, who it is. No, but they pull going. everybody in and start going through all that information that you see them there at the table going through, and um, later on. Well, first Philip takes William to Gabriel's. William just ain't feeling it no more, is he? Nope. He says uh, he started this because he believed in something. Because he was young and idealistic, and it's hard to keep that up. How can he believe in it with all this damage that it can cause? Gabriel not smooth, though, the way he deals with it? I'm telling you. It is time for you to come home. You've done enough. You're a hero. But you're going to do this one last thing. and Everybody's going to be safer because of that. I'll bet when Gabriel was a younger man, I'll bet he had a way with the ladies. What do you bet? A younger man? I bet he still has a way with the ladies. (laughs) Um. Yeah, he's so smooth. I mean, he doesn't miss a beat, and he says he believes that that it's hard to believe in things that kill people, and you haven't seen the people you're defending. And I mean, he just goes on and on with it. And on, yep. And uh, William, he doesn't say anything, but he looks defeated. Is what I put. Man, he does. He looks tired. And and again, a great performance from a really good actor right here in William. In perfect. And in Gabriel. I mean, oh, could he man. Well, Gabriel, better? he hits a home run every time they put him on. I'm, I even made a note here. Gabriel is a true handler. I mean, if you want to talk about somebody handling people, that was the smoothest handling I can possibly imagine. And then Philip's facial expressions as he's sitting there. I mean, you just read this stuff all over his face. Yeah. Now, Philip... Philip's acting without speaking. He did such a good job. Well, anyway, then we go back to the FBI office, and they're all in the vault, and they're discussing how they're going to find this person. They're trying to eliminate certain people. They're taking accountants off the list. They're going over employee lists. Yeah, yeah tons. I mean, this is employee lists that are thick of every outsourcing of stuff. I mean, it looked like it was a tedious lot of stuff, which goes back to what Matthew was saying, the waiting and the... A lot of tedious stuff or a tedious lot of stuff? What's the difference? I don't know. Tomato, tomato. So Philip's telling Gabriel that he didn't think he'd be able to change his mind, and Gabriel says he didn't change his mind. He reminded him who he was, talking about William, and offered him a reward to go home. But this is where Philip says he thought William was right. 
You know, Philip does has no problem at all sharing his true feelings with Gabriel. Have you noticed that? No, he tells him the truth. And Gabriel says that Elizabeth is good for Philip because she's steadfast. And Philip says, yeah, the sinner made a good match. What about that? Yeah. And then Gabriel needs to sit down. He's, I mean, I think he's still suffering the effects of the illness. And then he sits there and he kind of gets nostalgic about uh, being alone and, and how you go to crap anyway. And, you know, being with somebody, you know, you, you don't have to be there tearing each other apart. But if you're alone, you end up falling apart anyway. And you just do it alone. He's just, yeah. He's in just, place of with somebody else. He's just kind of... Um, and I think that's probably why he is so vested in Elizabeth and Philip maintaining their relationship. Because he, he admires their relationship so much. And he doesn't want... You know, he cares about them, obviously, and he doesn't want them to end up maybe with the regrets that he might have. I don't know. Well, then Matthew brings Paige into his house, and she thanks him for the ride. What do you think about that scene? Oh, I knew what was going to happen here. Well, he tells Paige that Stan hadn't been home for a few days. Stan wanted him here, and now he's gone. And um, she's glad he's back over there anyway. And her parents treat her like she's 12. They're kind of doing this chit-chat stuff. And uh, then they start talking like teenagers. So, do you still have the band? No, we were bad. Yeah, you were bad. That whole conversation. How much older is Matthew than Paige? Do we know? I don't think he's much older. A year or so. Okay. A year or two. And then she asked him about the girl. Some girl. Maybe an old girlfriend of his who's named Celery. Celery. Yeah, the whole family is named after produce. That's funny. That was pretty funny. And then they kiss. I wonder how this is going to end because, you know, Paige doesn't make the best decisions. I know she's reporting to Elizabeth and everything and kind of turning into a little, uh, you know, spy in her own right. But, you know, she did she did get overcome with emotion and tell Pastor Tim and Alice some stuff they shouldn't know. Or Pastor Tim, anyway, he told Alice. But I wonder if we might see later on Paige coming clean with Matthew about who her, fa- who her parents I think that's what her parents worried about in the end scene or in the next scene. Um, but I, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing... Yeah, but she's so unpredictable and volatile. And, and just, she's so, so um, loose. I mean, it's just we just don't know what she's going to do or what kind of decisions she's going to make because it's, it's not always in her family's best interest, if we, as we've seen with... You know, they, they schooled her. They told her about Pastor Tim, you know, and Alice. You can't can't tell nothing. You can't tell nothing. It'll destroy her family. It'll destroy her family. And she went right and did it. So what's going to happen if she, her and Matthew get really close together? And Or anybody she gets close with, for that matter. Yeah, she's, she's just really a loose cannon. She's, she's a, she is really a liability here, I think, to her parents' mission. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think she is. I think they've kind of groomed us this whole, I completely understand what you're talking about and I think that it could definitely go that way. I don't think they're going to take it in that direction. I think they're probably going to take it in the other direction of her turning into a mini Elizabeth, so to speak. You could be right. I'm just I just think it's it's a possibility that she might let something give Matthew too much information one day out of some kind of uh, some kind of uh, emotional state that she might get herself in. Sure. Well, when I went to type the word kiss, I Freudian typed the word as kill. So huh. there's that. Wow. So then she walks in at home and she tells Philip and Elizabeth that Matthew drove her home and that his dad hasn't been home in two days. She's so reporting again. They're going to know that something's going on down there if he hasn't been home in two days. And then she says, is that important? And this is where they start grilling her about Matthew. And it's like they're... They're worried about her getting Talking close about to Matthew. her getting too close to Matthew. Then the phone rings. Right. And then we go back to the vault, and they found William Crandall, dead at age five, from Bowling Green. That's bad. So what used to happen, just so, just so people know, this is the way in the 80s, up to the 80s, people would get fake and false identities. You would find, go to the, just go to the graveyard and find somebody who died very young and go and apply for a birth certificate, get the birth certificate, and go to 
apply for a social security card. So this is my birth certificate, seal and identification I have. I'm applying for a social security card. Take those two documents and get a driver's license with your picture on it and you can go get a passport. And this is the way it was done in the 80s. A lot of people did this and it was even, I think it was even in print. It was a it was a pretty it was a pretty common common thing for people to do who wanted a different identity. Well, and it was so different back then too because now you get baby social security numbers at birth. And I remember going to get my social security card. Yeah, yeah, when you were so old. Yeah, I was what I don't know between You're old enough to remember five and it when ten, it happened. I guess yeah. when it happened. So definitely a different time. But anyway, they put a couple of extra teams on this guy, so they're going to now be watching William. We know. And then back at home, Philip has to leave from that phone call you mentioned, and Paige wants to know what's going on. And she gets kind of adamant about it, saying that, hey, Mom, you just killed somebody right in front of me. I think you can share this information with me. And then she says, do you trust me or not? trust me or not. And, and yes, I don't think she has the right to ask that yet. Yeah, that's, you, you might have a point with that, but, but they have to trust her. I mean, they have to trust her. Well, they do now. But Philip sighs, and he has, the, again, with the facial expressions, they're just incredible. You can just read all this emotion on his face. And he tells her they're going. To, he's going to meet a man who will hand him something that their country needs. If they're ever attacked, it will help them fight back. He tells her a little more than that. He says, We're, I'm going to pick up, tonight I'm picking up part of a weapon that if we ever so that, that I can deliver it to the people that need it, so that if we ever need it, if our country's ever attacked, we'll have it. And then Paige says, great. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about that great? Well, I mean, Dad's going out to pick up part of a weapon and deliver it so that in case they're ever attacked. I mean, that's, I guess that just means, you know, sarcastically perfect. This is great. Dad's going to go get, you know, because if you can only imagine what she's thinking. You know, he's going to go pick up a, you know, some kind of warhead or some kind of detonator. Or even even ammunition. If she knew what it was, she'd have a little heart attack, a little mini-page heart attack. And then we roll the credits. It's over. And then, sadly, next episode we see, or we think it's next episode. Sometimes they flash forward a little further just to tease us. Thank you very much, Americans, producers. But William is dust. Maybe. Maybe. I'm really... I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with William. It I've looks started like, to like William. It's going to be about William. Though. I've started to like William, haven't you? I love the character. I love the character, absolutely. He's a, a tragic figure. He's a sad... He's a sad biological clown. He really is. Yeah, You. your heart kind of goes out to William but really it kind of goes out I mean didn't your heart go out to Gabriel this episode with everything he was sharing and everything too uh, I, I can't tell when Gabriel's working you or telling you the truth I don't yeah but I don't feel like he really works Philip you're, you're probably right about that he might but I don't get that so much I think he he feels like Philip is maybe his friend, somebody he can be himself with. He certainly confides in Philip a lot because, you know, he, he has that father-son thing going on with Philip. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like to me, too. I agree. So what do you think about our first podcast on the road? It is a whole lot more difficult to set up, isn't it? I think it's a lot easier. I'm sitting here, kicked back, looking at the ocean, you know, watching the storm head on through. I can see blue now behind some of these clouds. I think we're going to have some sun tomorrow. Really? Well, I mean, you know. Yeah. Holding out hope. We hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our American Reds podcast. So, Mike, how do people tweet you if they've got questions or comments about our belated podcast, American Reds? At Mike from TN, even though I'm in Florida. And I'm at Michelle from TN. Also, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrat.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. We finished Season 32 of Survivor, and we finished Fear the Walking Dead, so it's all the Americans right now. And if you can't get enough of the Americans, we can't blame you. 
Our friends Mike and Jamie over at West Coast Project do a The Americans podcast that's really good. So if you guys still want more and want to hear different views, check them out, although they'll have theirs out for days by now. But that's at westcoastproject.com. And speaking of westcoastproject.com, as a spinoff of one of the American podcasts, we partnered with Mike and Jamie and did a movie called Failsafe. And, um, it's a 1964 film, wasn't it? 1964, yeah. Uh, that and Dr. Strangelove kind of had some similarities in one of the episodes that we were talking about here on The Americans the day after. And um, so we got together with them and we did this podcast. And they've invited us back to do a Dr. Strangelove podcast. So we're looking forward to that. Once really we looking can, forward to that, yeah. Once we can watch that show and get all that information uh, done and everything. Yeah, if you want to go listen to a really good podcast, those those guys, Mike and Jamie, are very good. Yeah. And we really enjoyed doing the uh, the joint podcast with them. Yeah. They're real, they're real pros. They're, they're really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, we had a really good time with that. So, so check out the Failsafe podcast over there. And um, also look for the Dr. Strangelove podcast coming hopefully hopefully within a couple weeks. Um, also, since The Americans is about to end in just a couple weeks, we're thinking of other series to do. Maybe Preacher? Maybe. On AMC. We've watched the first couple of episodes and... It's really good. It's really kind of weird and sci-fi. And it, it is weird and sci-fi, and it's kind of uh, it's it's a little uh, a little uh, oh I don't know uh, hard to hard to follow oh. hard to hard to believe a little a little incredible. But the actors are so good, and it's so well done. It is really well the, done. The cinematography, the acting. The character development, everything is is very well done. So we probably will end up um, podcasting this if we can, you know, get off the beach long enough. Well, we probably won't be doing it from down here. It's too hard to coordinate with the television and watching it. We can't pause like the TV and all this kind of stuff. But when we get back home, yeah, we'll uh, maybe try to catch up on that and then continue on with the rest of the season of it. If if it still continues to, you know, intrigue us like it has, but um, but we're kind of looking for that. If any of you guys have have seen it or have any thoughts on the preacher, we'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Also, love to hear any of your thoughts on the Americans. You know. Uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday is the finale of the Americans will be done. This coming Wednesday. Yes. Um, so I thought, I thought you said this episode was the second to last. Uh huh. Okay, the one so we, we just got, watched. Okay, so we got one more on Wednesday and then another one. Yeah. No, this Wednesday's the finale. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, do you have anything else for the Americans episode twelve of Roy Rogers in Franconia? No, I'm a little sad that this Wednesday it's over. It's over. The whole season's done. It won't be back for a long time. Just a little sad. Just a little sad. So then I'll meet you back next week for the finale, episode thirteen. It's called Persona Non Grata. We'll try to get it out a little sooner than this. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, we'll, we'll try to have it up Friday or Saturday. Yeah, we'll try to have it up. Um, you know, close to on time, but it won't be directly on time because we have no way to watch it until we're able to get it on the internet. But we'll Yeah, we're, we're well. down here at a very rural place. We've got a rubber band hooked up to the DVR. Literally, that's what it feels yeah. like. Um, but persona non grata, do you know what that means? Yeah, a person that's not welcome. Very good, yeah. Did you look it up? Did you have no, to look it up? I've known that. For a long time. That's really I did not know. Hmm. It literally means person not appreciated. It refers to a, usually referring to a foreign person who's entering or remaining in a particular country is prohibited by the per, by that uh, country's government. Hmm. So who do you think they're talking about? Um, William. Probably William. That's who I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, I've got an uneasy feeling about Gabriel. Got an uneasy feeling about him. Not necessarily that this is about him. Yeah. But just Gabriel's, they're showing him frail a lot lately. They are showing him frail, but boy, he's still on his game. Man, I know it. Very effective. And what an excellent actor. He is unbelievable. And they all are. Tell me who's not in this. Point to anybody that's not. 
Um, let's see. I really can't. No, it's amazing. But so we'll see you guys and it ain't gonna be a week. We'll be back in just a few days. <laughs> see you back in just a few days.